with Granger. Don, can you see her? Yes, she's walking down the hall. Do you think she saw us? No. She's opened the outside door. We've got to stop her. That balcony overlooks the beach 60 feet below. Hurry, Mary. Wait. She's standing at the railing. I know. I wonder what we should do. Go out and get her back inside, of course. Suppose she happens to be sleepwalking. We awaken her, she might get a nervous shock or something. Are you coming with me or am I going out and bring her back alone? Okay. Sheila? Sheila? Hey, she's climbing over. Sheila! I'll get her. <laughs> it's all right, Mary. I've got her. This is Steve Granger, private detective with a story which started with a dip in the Atlantic Ocean during the not-so-merry month of April and ended in death. Now, Danger with Granger. This is Granger, out on Long Island at the home of James Randolph. It's a cute little bungalow of about 14 rooms located on the top of a cliff overlooking the ocean. I'm here because of Mr. James Randolph himself, a man with quite a problem on his mind. I'll be brief, Mr. Granger. I need someone to keep an eye on my wife for a few days until I complete some arrangements. Arrangements? Sheila, my wife is suffering from an extreme mental depressiveness. She, well, last night, for instance, she tried to throw herself off the balcony at the front of this house. Her sister and a friend stopped her. Has she been taken to a doctor? She's been under a specialist's care for some time. She made remarkable progress until just a week or so ago. Then she suffered a complete relapse. The arrangements I mentioned are being made with the rest home. I feel that we here at the house can no longer take care of her. Uh-huh. I've had very little sleep recently. It's hard when a man knows his wife is trying to kill herself. Do you want me to keep an eye on her? That is correct. Where is your wife right now? She went for a walk along the beach. Alone? Oh, no, no. Her sister is with her. Right. Yeah, come this way. I believe we can see them from the balcony. Yeah, let me see. Mary said they'd go... Oh, yes, there they are. To the north of us. Can a sister handle her? I'm sure she can. But the poor girl needs some rest. She was up almost all of last night. How do you get down to the beach from here? Looks like a long jump... It's 60 feet. Uh, there's a stairway down over to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me show you to your room, Mr. Granger. Then you can meet my wife. I'd like to do it another way, Mr. Randolph. I'd rather walk down the beach after. Very well, if you like. I'll see you later. This was the long stairway Randolph had indicated. A winding affair that hung close to the cliff on its way down. Far up the beach, I could barely make out the two women. The going was slow in the deep sand. The little trickles of it ran into my shoes. The distance between me and the two women lessened. One was skimming flat rocks out over the broad Atlantic. Then it happened. The other woman deliberately ran into the boiling surf. Help! Help! By the time I got there, the second woman had gone out into the water after her sister. Help! I'll be with you in a second. Here. Here. Let me take you. Oh, thanks. I couldn't hold on. 
hold any longer. Go up on the leech. I'll bring her in. How is she? She's unconscious. We live back down that way. Could you help me get her home? She's my sister. I know. Mary. Mary, we heard somebody scream. What happened? She just walked right into the water. If it hadn't been for this man... He's Steve Granger, Mary. He's to be a guest of ours for a few days. Here, Granger, let me take her. Don, give Granger your coat. He's soaking wet. Sure. Here you are, Mr. Granger. Oh, I forgot. This is Don Mason. Glad to meet you. Yeah. Now, let me help you into the coat. Yeah, thanks. This is no time of the year to go to the Atlantic. The four of us trudged back up the beach and up the long, winding stairway that led to the Randolph house carrying the unconscious woman. When we arrived, the others took care of Sheila Randolph. I got a shower and some dry clothes, after which Mary, the sister, brought me something else. I thought this might warm you up, Mr. Granger. Why, thanks, Mary. It's very thoughtful of you. And, uh, very excellent scotch, thanks again. <laughs> Don't mention it. Say, I wanted to ask, uh, who is Don Mason? An old friend. Oh? Does he stay here? He comes down from New York whenever he can. Boyfriend of yours? We went to school together. I see. Mr. Granger, you're not interested in Don Mason, but you are interested in something else. Yeah. Just exactly what happened down on the beach, Mary? How did this thing start? Sheila and I had gone for this walk. She suddenly ran into the water. I called for help and went in after her. Is she a good swimmer? One of the best. Did she, uh, try to get away from you when you ran into the water? It looked like you were having quite a struggle. I was. She turned around, if you remember, and had me by the throat. You were free when I got there. I used an old life-saving trick. I put both my hands under her chin and pushed upwards. It broke the stranglehold. Then she fainted. Mary, let me take a look at your throat. Of course. Hmm. Mr. Granger... Are you intimating that I'm lying about what went on down there? No. I was just looking for bruises. The girl threw me a look that singed my hair and stalked out of the room. After a minute, it seemed like a good idea to see how Mrs. Randolph was feeling. But on my way, a roadblock came into sight. A roadblock named... Don Mason. Granger, I want a word with you. Go right ahead, Don. You intimated that Mary lied about what happened on the beach. Did I? I'll have you understand that Mary doesn't lie. Another thing, she's devoted to her sister. So because you have the typical mind of a private investigator, I'm letting you know. Stay away from Mary. Are you, uh, finished now? Just mind what I told you, that's all. Or you'll have me to handle. Not a defenseless girl. I'll continue with this interesting story in a minute. Now we return to Danger with Granger. Don Mason was a very angry gentleman as he warned me to stay away from Mary. Very angry indeed. As he walked away from me, he threw me a last cold look. In fact, the way this case was going so far, it looks meant anything both he and the girl he was so determined to protect were definitely anti-Granger. What's been going on, Granger? Sounded like you and Don were having an argument. Oh, it was nothing, Mr. Randolph. How's your wife? She's sleeping now. I gave her a sedative. Is that good? Of course. The doctor told me what to do any time that Sheila had one of her attacks. Uh-huh. Just what happened between you and Don? 
I, I hope you won't be offended at me, but uh, you seem to think I called your sister-in-law a liar. Why? Mary said that her sister had her by the throat in the water. That sort of uh, clutch should leave a mark. Well, it, uh, it didn't. Granger, you don't think that... Oh, that's ridiculous. What is? Your intimation that Mary might be... Trying to do away with her sister? I didn't say that, you know. No, you didn't. Let's leave it that way. I left Randolph and went down to the beach. I wasn't very hopeful about finding any clues on the water-swept sand. And I was right. There wasn't a sign of anything. I moved back up the beach to the stairway. An old man crouched there, peering at me from under bushy white eyebrows. Guess you didn't find anything, did you? What makes you think I was looking for anything, old-timer? Ah, I seen it happen. I saw a run into the water. Darn fool stunt that was. Yes, it was. But you still haven't told me why you think I was looking for something. You can't fool me, young fella. I know why you're here. I heard him make the call. Oh? You're a member of the house, so you're a relative? Well, you might say that. Then you might not. Right now, I'm a sort of gardener around here. Oh, I see. Work for the Randolphs for long? No, oh, longer than Randolph's been around. And they can't do nothing about it, even if they do want to fire me. Fire you? I was provided for in the old man's will. Sheila and Mary's papa. And it sure makes him mad. As long as I'm around, I'm going to be around here. You act like you don't like the family. Lots of strange things going on. Lots of things never happened when the old man was alive, like the voices. Voices? What voices? The ones I heard in the house. I told Mrs. Randolph about them, and now they won't let me inside anymore. Where did you hear these voices, old-timer? I'm not going to tell you that right now, because I've got to talk to somebody else first. Who? Oh. I'll meet you back here in a little while. Then I'll tell you. The old-timer could have been a harmless old man with an overworked imagination, but then again, maybe not. Back in the Randolph house, I found a telephone with no one around. I dial Cal Hendricks' number in New York. Hendricks speaking. Cal, this is Steve Granger. I'm out on Long Island. Oh, with a hoi polloi, is that it? I'm working for a fellow named James Randolph. His wife is a mental case. Last night, she tried to do the Dutch over a balcony railing. I've heard of Randolph. He's in the building business. Yeah, and somebody out here is building a something. From what I can gather, two sisters, one of them, Randolph's wife, had money. Left them by their father. Yeah? See what you can find out, will you? Who got what and so on? Okay. Number here is, uh, just a second. Uh, Cherry Stone 683. Cal Hendricks agreed to telephone if and when he came up with anything. Leaving the house quietly, I made my way back down to the beach, hoping to see the old caretaker there. See you came back? I, uh, want you to tell me about the voices, old-timer. It's very important. Can't tell you until I talk to this person I mentioned. Oh, but listen to me. <laughs> Down, quick! Shot came from up above. Yep. See him? He's standing on the balcony. Don Mason. Things had started to hum. A bullet in particular. And standing at the top of the staircase that led down to the beach was Don Mason, with a gun in his hand. Seemed to me he was making it pretty obvious how much he disliked having me around. 
In just a moment, I'll bring you the climax of the case. As soon as the old man on the beach pointed Don Mason out to me, I was up that stairway faster than a racehorse out of a starting gate. I don't like people who shoot at me. When I reached Mason, I was pretty angry. Yeah, give me that thing, Mason. What are you trying to pull? But it went off. The gun always goes off if some fool pulls the trigger. But Mary told me it was unloaded. Oh, Mary tells you it's unloaded, so you pull the trigger. The gun goes off, and you very nearly killed somebody. I didn't mean to do it. Quiet. Nice little target pistol. Twenty-two caliber. What was that shot? Glad you showed up, Mary. Did you give this to Don? Yes. But it couldn't have gone off. Because you unloaded it. I did. Yeah. Well, if you unloaded it, why are there still four unfired shells in it? I don't know. Oh, it's impossible. Excuse me, I'd better answer that. Hello? Who? Oh, yes, he's here. Somebody for you, Mr. Granger. Thanks. Hello? Can you talk? Who would you say this was? They're listening, huh? I'm sorry, but I'll be engaged here for several days. Uh, could we make it later? Listen, the two sisters, Mary and Sheila Ross, were left a lot of dough by their father. Sheila Ross put her husband, James Randolph, in business. I see. Now, it seems that Mary, the younger, got the bulk of her father's estate. And that's all. Well, you see, I'm working on a case just now. Take care of yourself. Thank you very much. I'll get in touch with you uh, when I get back. Granger, my wife is terribly upset. That shot aroused her. She wants to talk to you. She's upstairs in her room. What do you want to talk to me about? I'm sure I don't know. But it might soothe her. Right, let's go. By the way, where's Don Mason? They're downstairs someplace with his sister-in-law. I want to talk to that boy. Oh, here we are. It's me, darling, with Mr. Granger. I want to talk to Mr. Granger. Alone. Very well, my dear. Try to calm her down if you can. Uh, Mrs. Randolph, how can I help you? Do you think I'm insane? No, no, of course not. The doctor says I'm not. And I'm sure you have nothing to worry about. But I do. Days when I lose track, everything gets misty, far away. Then... There are the voices. Voices? Yes. That's why I'm never alone. The voices are with me always. What do these voices say, Mrs. Randolph? They ask me to come to them. Into some distant future. Some hazy dream. Who else has heard these voices? No one. They speak only to me. When did you hear these voices last? It was as recent as yesterday. Late in the afternoon. I was watching the sunset. Lying here, just as I am now. Sheila! Sheila! Who's that? Who's calling? I am calling you, Sheila. I am calling you. It's just the way it happened yesterday. Yesterday wasn't the first time? No. I hear the voices almost every day. I lie here and wait and wait and... I can't stand it anymore. I've got to get out of here. Take it easy. Randolph. Randolph. For heaven's sake, Granger, what's this? Voices. Voices. Sheila, you must lie down. You mustn't excite yourself this way. I'll give you another sedative. Here. Here's some water. Now, lie back, please, darling. Oh, very well. She'll be asleep in a few minutes. She's 
still going on about those voices? Randolph, I've got a hunch that she really heard voices at one time. As soon as she falls asleep, I'd like to search this room. Do anything you wish, Granger. Because if somebody in this house is harming my wife, there's going to be trouble. Mrs. Randolph dropped off, and I went to work looking for the source of the mysterious voice. But the only thing in the room that aroused even the faintest suspicion was the heating system. It was forced air, and the heat came out through a grill near the ceiling. I locked Mrs. Randolph's room and prowled down to the basement. This was it, the heating system with it. A typical forced air device. Every air duct that led upstairs got a scrutiny, and every one turned out to be airtight. There was no way a person could talk into them. No way at all. Then suddenly I heard... I raced up the stairs to the main floor, where the shots had seemed to come from. Granger! Granger, did you hear them? I certainly did. Tell us where they could have come from. I'm not sure, but they seem to come from out there. All right, come on. Uh-oh. Look. It's old Jeremiah, the caretaker. Uh-huh. Better get the police down here. But Granger... He's dead. Call the police, Mr. Randolph. That's the law. But Granger, really... A I... man can't shoot himself in the back unless he's a contortionist. Very well, I'll call them. And if you see Don Mason, tell him I want him. Don? Mr. Randolph, the wounds in the old man's back are tiny. They could have been made by a twenty-two. And the last time I saw Don Mason, that's what he was carrying. Randolph got on his way inside to the telephone. While waiting for the police to arrive, I decided to go back to Mrs. Randolph's room to look for that mysterious voice again. This was her bedroom. It was possible that the shots had wakened her. But watching her soft breathing made it obvious that she was still under the influence of the sedative her husband had given her. Then I got an idea. Nobody had told me who occupied the room next door, but I went there. Inside, I looked around for a heating grill, such as the one in Mrs. Randolph's room. There was one over a closet door. The closet was filled with clothes, which I pushed aside. Then I saw a tiny metal panel put there, no doubt, to examine the heating ducts. Four screws held a panel to the wall. These I unscrewed. Peering inside again brought no signs of anything wrong, except one. The panel, the inside of which should have been covered with dust, brought up by the heat, was clean and shiny. What are you doing in there, Ranger? Why, hello, Mr. Randolph. I was just looking around. Come out of there. Sure, sure. Be glad to. What's that you've got? Oh, just a little panel I took off the wall. Give it to me. You have no right to do things like that. I think we'd better keep this until the police show up. You see, I have an interesting theory about your wife's voices. Oh? You see, Randolph, if someone removed this little panel and the screws make it easy, that someone could talk into the aperture. I'm sorry, Granger, but you're going to put up your hands. Very interesting. A twenty-two caliber pistol. Which makes it logical for you to have shot the old man. Does it? Because he knew about this panel and the way you were talking to your wife. What were you trying to do? Scare her to death so you could inherit her estate? You're very clever. Don't get ideas about that gun, Randolph. The police are on their way. If you call them. I did. And when they arrive in ten minutes, they'll come in handy, too. I'm dead, is that it? I employed you to guard my wife. Instead, I found you rifling my room. There was a struggle for this gun. I shot you. Highly convenient. How are you going to explain the old man outside? He spied on you. He ran to find me. You shot him. 
But you had the gun. You had it. In the struggle in this room, I took it away from you. I don't believe that fantasy will gel, Randolph. James Randolph was so interested in taunting me, he didn't hear the soft steps of his sister-in-law, Mary Ross. She stood for a moment, wide-eyed and disbelieving, then moved forward. James, put up your hands. Hey, walk in there. Thanks, Mary. My own brother-in-law. A killer. Yeah, Mary. There's more to this shenanigan than this. Now, tell me what you know before the cops show up. We tied up James Randolph, locked him in the closet. Then Mary mentioned a few things, a few things that put an entirely different light on the situation. After which, we moved to a sister's room. But, Mr. Granger, she's still under the effects of a sedative. Two will get you ten, she isn't. Don't come near me. I'll jump right out of the window. Go ahead. What? Jump, if you like, Mrs. Randolph. You can even take along that traveling bag you just packed. Mary, this man's out of his head. I'm really going to jump. Right now. Sheila, you're a liar. A liar? Stop emoting, Mrs. Randolph. You were getting ready to leave because you heard your husband talking to me next door. You also heard what happened to him. You could pack a bag and beat it. If the cops picked you up, you could pull that I've lost my mind routine again. Mary, you're my sister. Make him stop. Quiet, Mrs. Randolph. Mary let the cat out of the bag when she mentioned that you had asked her for part of her share of the estate. I did not. You certainly did. When Mary turned you down, you had an idea. You and your husband. You'd pretend to be mentally ill. You'd draw Mary into a situation where she had to come to your assistance. But Mary would die instead of you. You tried it down there on the beach. You're lying. Get out of the way. I've got to get to my doctor. I'm completely unnerved. You never had a doctor. That was just pretense on your part and your husband's. Ah, that'll be the police. Pick up your bag, Mrs. Randolph. You can use the contents in your cell. Get out of my way! Hey! Catch her! She's running towards the staircase! Sheila! The staircase! Well, friends, that's the story. I'll be back to wrap up the case in just a minute. took charge of James Randolph. At local headquarters, he admitted the plan of killing Mary, and more important, having murdered old Jeremiah, the caretaker. That just about did it for me, except for a brief chat with Mary and Don. But, Mr. Granger, why should James kill poor old Jeremiah? He was such a harmless old man. Not so harmless that he evidently hadn't figured those uh, voices and who was responsible. So your brother-in-law shot and killed him. I don't know how to thank you, Mr. Granger, for working with the police and keeping away as much publicity as possible. Mary, no thanks are necessary. Apologies to you, though. From me to you, Granger. Forget it, Don. I understand. Don and I are going to be married. Well, good for you. And we sort of like you to be best man. Well, I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm delighted to accept. And here... This is a check for your services. Wow. This makes me an even better man. Steve Granger again. You've just heard one of the most interesting cases in my files. 
And I'll have another one for you. So be around next time. <laughs> <laughs>